Welcome to Wine and Film, a perfect pairing. I'm film critic Gary Cogill, and today we take a look at two new films, including the magnificent live-action version of Beauty and the Beast, starring Emma Watson. And yes, King Kong is back in a very popular new version called Kong Skull Island, starring Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, John Goodman, and Oscar winner Brie Larson. And I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Cogill. I'll have two wines to pair with our first feature this week as I had a bit of a continuity question in watching Beauty and the Beast, though absolutely loved every minute of it. Decided to pair with a wine from both Loire as well as a wine from Alsace, France. And for King Kong Skull Island, as our hero and heroine were drawn to this island under somewhat false, underhanded pretenses, decided to pair with covert wine from Napa Valley. Wait, did you say covert? Covert. So it's a covert it's operation. It's a covert operation down to Skull Island. Okay, I'm going to say this just right up front, make a big, bold statement. I think this new version of Beauty and the Beast is a stunning, brilliant film. I think it lives up to the original animated film. And it features moments of cinematic magic. I'm watching the film. I applauded it at least twice. I think it's that good. It's beautiful. It just was so, It's yes, I, I completely agree with you. I thought it was so beautifully done. What'd Cried you, through it. You did. Laughed you through get, it. You did get teary-eyed. I did. I got very teary-eyed. So why do you get teary-eyed? Because of the story? I just no, I just think it was so beautifully, I just think it was really, really beautifully done. And yeah. I, I really appreciated um the the work that went into it it's so obvious that it was that it was so carefully made i guess does that make any sense yeah it's very carefully made it's so detailed yes it's a huge film it's not a little film mm-hmm. and it's really extravagant for for mm-hmm. for these so let's go back to the jungle book a year mm-hmm. ago around this time mm-hmm. that was a wonderful film that Magic. that film knocked us both out right. i think this is on that level and, and in some ways better right um and it does well, and then two it, years ago with cinderella cinderella was which, directed by kenneth branagh mm-hmm. uh john favreau did jungle book but kenneth branagh i thought knocked it out with cinderella <laughs> But you take all these elements of what they're doing by taking their popular, iconic animated films and turning them into live-action films. Right, right. With a lot of CGI, but a lot of characters in costume as mm-hmm. well. I mean, this is director Richard Condon. So Richard Condon, C-O-N-D-O-N, you want to get that right. Uh, he did Dreamgirls. Uh, he directed Kinsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did Gods and Monsters, which I thought was a terrific film. Absolutely. He, he did two of the Twilight films, uh, Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2. It's composer Alan Menken, who did the, you know, did Beauty and the Beast in the original, did The Little Mermaid, did Pocahontas, wrote all the music for Aladdin. I think he won two Oscars for every one of these films. Wow. I mean, he's a multiple Oscar winner. And then you have Emma Watson from the Harry Potter films. And so part of the knock on her, because I've read some average to not great reviews on this, and I'm astounded by them mm-hmm. because I couldn't disagree with them more, is that she sleepwalks through this. But her but her character is indifferent in the beginning. Right. She's, she doesn't want to have... Uh, there's got to be more than, than this, this provincial, provincial life. life. Exactly. So why, why does her character need to be, you know... Over hot, the top. Over the top. Well, and I... Because I've... Yeah. Absolutely. I was going to say something that I just don't agree with. But yeah, I do. Well, you... you 
you have a character whose name is Belle, which means beauty. And I've also heard some like, is that was that really the best person that you could find to play this part? And I yeah. think that she's lovely and charming and beautiful, and and I found it to be completely enchanting. And maybe it's the same people who don't think Emma Stone can sing right. in La La Land, which yeah, so, I think and, that's probably a re- were. <laughs> that's a ridiculous comment, exactly. And the movie isn't what you want it to be; it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's a remake of a film that we're very familiar with. One of the other knocks is, well, I knew it was going to happen. Well, I'm sorry. Well, oh, hello. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're not reinventing the wheel, wheel here. We're doing a live action version. And who is the beast in this movie? Um, um, Dan Stevens. It's, it's Michael Crawley. Michael Crawley from, <laughs> from Downton Abbey. <laughs> I didn't recognize him at all. Yes. Well, and, I, I, rec- I didn't recognize him as the beast, but I knew his name. When, and honestly, didn't really realize you know, it until the very end credits. And I'm like, oh, Dan Stevens, that's... that's I didn't recognize him with his long hair and his, like, gym clothes or whatever, <laughs> his flowing, his flowing well, outfit. And that's, you know, I love, I love when, I love the the cast that these Disney films are bringing in because mm-hmm. we saw it with Jungle Book, we saw it also with Cinderella with, I mean, you know, with Kate Blanchett coming in as playing the evil stepmother and, and but to have Audrey McDonald and, and... Audrey uh, McDonald opens with a number. And, and knocks it out and then wow. to have her voice playing the, the, the wardrobe. Yeah. I mean, her voice is so distinct and so incredible and Stanley Tucci who I yeah. mean how do we not love Stanley Tucci and everything that he does and, and you got Emma Emma uh, Emma, Emma Thompson, Thompson yes as Mrs. Potts as Mrs. Potts who sings that just beautiful song yeah. tale as old as time <laughs> true as it can be both a little scared neither one prepared uh, uh, also, back back in the original 1991 version, that was Paige O'Hara, who was the voice of... But you know, remember who the Beast was? He did a basketball movie called One on One. His family lives in Dallas, Texas. Robbie Benson. Oh, nice. Robbie Benson was the voice of the original Beast. Of the Beast, Which wow. kind of shocked everybody. Listen, I, I watched this film, and uh, I'm knocked out by the father in it, played right, by Kevin gonna... Klein. Because I think the father is kind of a throwaway in the animated version. He just is kind of a gruffy, mm-hmm. we got to go rescue him because he's my dad, and you didn't really care about him. Mm-hmm. But in this film, you really care about him, and he's really interesting, and he's complicated and funny, and and a little bit tragic, and there's a little bit of everything. And I... I think when they when they do the be our guest number, be our guest, oh, be our guest. It's so magical. Every it, element is so. It's crazy great. It's great. It's great. Uh, so I I don't understand the knock on this film. Well, this, do you want to bring up any of the the controversy that has surrounded? So the controversy this film? is that there's a big gay character, and in the it's film. just it's nonsense. The fact that and this silly. is a controversy, it makes my skin crawl. That's number one. Is that who cares? Yes. Anyway, and number two, I watched that whole movie, and I never really even thought about. Well, it. I thought it was one of the you know I I I would have said okay, Lafou's kind of you know effeminate, but. He's just very all in. Versus, I thought it was maybe one of the other three guys. I thought it was, was one like, of the other three yeah, guys that get that you know that yeah. the wardrobe dressed up and they kind of like which, which is a little bit part. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, why, but why does it matter? But why does it matter? And can we not just? I mean, so there's a there's a movie theater in Alabama, a drive-in that's not showing it because they show family-friendly movies, and they heard that they probably didn't show the Harry Potter movies though either. I, I have no idea. Well, they could not. I don't know. I mean, they're gonna. You know, don't even get me started on this because it's just ridiculous. And also, those 
controversy is not really controversy. That's one theater in Alabama, and 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 they do not a controversy. Matter. Well, that's the beauty of the country, at least we live in today, is yeah. that we um, have the opportunity to to celebrate free free speech. Grab every kid you know. Grab every adult you know. This is not a kids film. It's n- not just a family yes, film. It's, it's a great everyone. great work of art. And go and go by yourself if you need to. And it's really really beautiful. And it's really perfect. I think with a pairing from France. Let's talk French wines <laughs> because it all takes place in France. Well, and so this was my whole in in watching this in that beautiful first scene when they when she's um going through town and and uh, hoping that there's more than this provincial life. Um all of the townspeople come out and dance around her and there's the baker and there's the cheesemaker and there's the you know the seamstress and everybody's dancing around her and I got so excited because I knew instantly what my pairing was going to be because I don't remember in the original Beauty and the Beast what town this was supposed to take place in, except obviously it was a little French village. Um, And the first thing I saw on one of the trays of the cheesemonger as she danced around um, was my favorite goat cheese from France, from the Loire Valley, which is uh, the Croton de Chavignon. Um, It's basically the little small round um, little mini mm-hmm. wheels of of goat cheese that we love and ate all over Paris. Yeah. And does it look like a little wheel of brie? It, it's well, yeah. no, it's it's not. It's it's smaller. It's literally it's like, real small. It's very very. They're very small. They fit perfectly on a little tray we as love someone those. as someone dances around. Right. As well as the balsonet, which are the little pyramids with the tops cut, cut off. off. Um, covered that, in ash. That are covered in ash. That um, that supposedly the the story goes that the top was cut off because um, Napoleon saw this when he came back from his defeats, and it reminded him of the pyramids, and so he chopped off the top, and it's always stayed the same. That nasty Napoleon. Well, yes. cutting off the tops of cheese. Um, but but so um, that so my first pairing with with. This film, because obviously this film had to be a Loire Valley town, um, would be a Loire Valley wine. And Valsenay is actually in the kind of um, the middle part, um, the upper of Upper Loire. And again, it's a little tiny town. Um, they're kind of known for growing cot, which is local Malbec, Cabernet Sauvignon, Gamay, um, as well as as it kind of falls right beside the terrain region, which um, has both Vouvray as well as Sauvignon Blanc, but predominantly Sauvignon Blanc is, is grown there. In trying to find a really good one that was imported into to the U.S., I, I came up short. So I would say go with a Sancerre instead, which is a great Sauvignon Blanc from um, just you know just to the to the east of of the actual region, but still within love a good Sancerre. Loire. It's and it, the yes. nice thing about it, and kind of tying into this ashy note of of the Valsenay, um, is that you get in in great Sancerre and, and Puy Fumé. This um, the soils are filled with silex, which is basically flintstone. And so, basically, when you if you think about when you were camping as a kid and you hit two pieces of flint together and it made that little spark and you had that kind of little smoky flintiness, you get that flavor in. 
these great Sauvignon Blancs from Sancerre. And I love that. I love that kind of earthy, mineralic, really grassy, but also really fresh and 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 almost a little smoky yeah. um, flavor that you get from, from the region. So I thought I had a complete home run. I was so excited about my pairing. But then, but then, I did go, you find a film flub? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a film flub. I just think that it's probably so much easier to dance around with the tiny little crotons instead of the, the actual top pyramids. The, well, and the and the valsinase because those are also very small. Than yeah. than the actual cheese that is made in supposedly the real town that this is supposed to take place in. Which, um, if you do any research, which I did on what's the village of Beauty and the Beast, it's actually Colmar. France, which is in Alsace, which is um, still within France, but on the German-French border, and all of their cheese is very, very big, <laughs> and it's all made from You can't from dance cows, with big cheese. It's all big, hearty loaves of Munster and um, and and these kind of more um, denser uh, cow's milk cheese. Yeah. From from my understanding and my uh, my my research, um, and and that little town, it actually is the 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 home, and it's really kind of the capital and the center of the Alsatian wine route. And so the the really great Alsace wines um, are are enjoyed. It's it's not necessarily a region that a lot of wine or a, a village that a lot of wines are grown in, but a lot of work is done there. So yeah. a, a lot of um, a lot of people go to buy wine and and trade wine and and that's like a kind of a stopping point. Um, Maybe they're trading some the, cheese. Some of the, the government for the region it, it takes place in this little region. Region. So, if you're going to say that the town is supposed to actually be in Alsace, then I would suggest a really great Gewurztraminer, which yeah. we know Alsace Gewurztraminer is incredible. Robert Karcher is one um, that's actually from Colmar. And I like Gewurztraminer because it's very aromatic. It's very floral, which the rose is very dominant in our film. So, having a nice floral, highly aromatic wine makes sense. Um, as well as lots of good stone fruit. Um, but there's also a nice little punch of spice, which I think for our spicy bell is the perfect pairing. Wow. And I'm just going to tell everybody that's listening to this broadcast, <laughs> listening to Haley point out cheese in a movie is our daily existence. We, not, so we don't only point out, you know, when we watch a movie and a wine label goes by or a bottle, oh, yeah. we freeze frame it and try to figure out what that wine oh, is. Yeah. But oh, we yeah. also do that with cheese. Yes, because we do love some good cheese. Because we love some good cheese. Man, uh, bottom line, this is good wine. This is And it's such a beautiful film. This is oh. great cheese. This is a movie that... I just think you have to run to the theater to see. I think that we need to, yes, we need to go get some little, some little crotons of Chauvignon and go and watch it again. And I think Emma Watson is just fine. I think she does beautiful. I think think she does a beautiful, beautiful job. Well, she has an arc to her character and it carries on. I mean, she's not always about this provincial life. No. Hey, when we come back, it's going to change and it's going to really be fun (laughs) because sometimes things are just funny. Uh, When Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing continues, King Kong is back on the big screen with a very impressive cast in a film that I'm going to label as, quote, better than dreadful. (laughs) It's called Kong Skull Island, and we will be right back. (laughs) 
And we're back on Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. And yes, both of us actually walked a few miles to the theater <laughs> to see Kong Skull Island. We're we big, did that by choice. <laughs> we're big walkers, but we also... Uh, we also Not like Walking Dead walkers. No, we're not, like, we're not those kind of walkers, but we walk a lot. Haley walks a lot, a lot. And I'm kind of the King Kong guy. And despite its bad, heavy-handed dialogue in Kong Skull Island, I actually found the film to be better than dreadful, not awful, but what I call fun bad. Because there's some really awful dialogue in this movie, <laughs> just truly awful dialogue, and you realize you're watching you're watching really good people. You're watching Tom Hiddleston, yeah, who we watched on that on the series, the night manager, the night manager. Mm-hmm. I think he won an Emmy or or a SAG award, one of those two. Did he or did? I okay. think he might he have. I know that that show. Did I should well. know that and be yes. accurate. Brie Larson, who won an Oscar for Room, is in a King Kong movie. Yes. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, who would be in a King Kong movie uh, uh, and in other absolutely, great movies. Absolutely. Uh, and it's directed by John Voight Roberts, who did a little, uh, kind of a teenage film called Kings of Summer a few years ago. So this is kind of his out of his thing. room. This mm-hmm. is, this, Haley, this movie cost around, the figures are $185 million to make. It, obvi- this is an outrageously so expensive movie. It's <laughs> yes. a big giant monkey movie. It made, it's made a, a you know, close to seventy-five million just in America in less than a week. It's done one hundred and sixty worldwide. So by the end of this weekend, it will have made its budget back and even more worldwide. So it's going to end up probably somewhere around there doubling that. So I'm a sucker for a King Kong movie, and you know when when the when when Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings guy, came after Lord of the Rings and did the King Kong movie. That's a much better film than mm-hmm. this. That's mm-hmm. also a three-hour film. And uh, that's that's a better, well thought out film. But for the pop of the popcorn, this movie works if you're twelve to fifteen years old. Yeah, and it works. Oh, for, you loved it. It works for most adults <laughs> because because it it it's doesn't kind of stupid. It funny. doesn't really yeah. pretend to be a real smart movie. Yeah. Yeah. It has a military angle because you know the whole idea is it's 1973 or mm-hmm. something. It's 73 and, and it, yes, like they kept on trying to make it into like a, a <laughs> an apocalypse now kind of thing. They did because they usually and they would travel yeah. up the river in order to find the <laughs> Viet, all these helicopters. And with start, us. They're not finding Viet Cong. They're finding Viet. Kong. Oh, I'm sorry. I, it's a bad joke, yes. but and it's filmed all <laughs> over the world, and also they play all the '70s music, so that's kind of cool. The music cool, and King Kong's huge. I mean, he's not just a couple stories. No, he's huge. He's he's huge. He's in, in the <laughs> in the term our president would use, just huge. <laughs> he's, huge. he's enormous, and and he has a sense of uh, what do I want to say pathos to him. Because when you first meet Kong, he's tearing up everything. No, he's a gentle giant. Well, he's tearing up everything. And well, he's yeah, killing because people. he's killing the the people that are trying to hurt his island. Yes, and they shoot I at felt, him. I felt for King Kong. Well, My, because it's dumb I military. I got a little teary-eyed because it's of... It's dumb of, military. I didn't want anybody to hurt King Kong. Well, you think of him as Yoda, our well, puppy. Well, of course I do. <laughs> and he's not our puppy, but you, everything looks like Yoda. are a little big. His teeth are a little bit bigger, and he's a few stories taller than our Jack Russell but Terrier. it's because... He was there to protect his island. Exactly. And stupid Americans. Shoot first and ask questions later. <laughs> stupid military men. Get out your grenades and your guns. And hence the covert um, operation, because basically the whole John Goodman character, 
I guess I can give a little bit of away. Yeah, no, no, you can because it all comes out in the first actually, part of the yeah, film. Yeah, it's it's is basically there. He brings in all these scientists to to prove that this island's earth is the 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 earth underneath the the top layer of land is hollow, and so they bring in all these all these scientists and they start dropping seismic bombs on the on the the. On the landscape. On the landscape, and and all of a sudden, King Kong comes out. Well, yeah, he's going to protect the because island. Because he's there to protect his island. And, and it's John shaking. Goodman just basically <laughs> wants everybody to kill King Kong. <laughs> it just, it, it, yes, it's like the stupidest face of I, I watch Brie Larson in this movie a lot. I expect this from Samuel L. Jackson, because he just has a smirk on his face and says all these big, giant things, and you're not gonna get me you know it's just really funny but brie larson has got that oh my god that's the biggest giant ape i've ever looked in her life oh and and then she touches his little nose yeah and then they have a little moment you know yeah they have a little moment but uh, i'm gonna say that it is as you said a covert operation (laughs) because they're trying to get to the island first before the russians and so they do they they find this island that's enshrouded in in fog and storms i thought the whole purpose for them being there was that that King Kong at some point killed John Goodman's family. Yep. And so John Goodman convinced all these right. people to they go They think in they're and, going so they can beat the Russians because yes, something might be there. something might be there. And we're not going to give away the ending, but you have to sit through all of the credits, which are enormously long because uh, it's a $185 million and And so many different locations. Yeah. All over the world. Australia, yeah. Hawaii, yeah. Vietnam. Right. Yes. So sit till the very end because there's a, about three minutes of scenes at the very end of the movie. Yes. Yeah, which have something to do with, with, the, with what might happen later. With, so if this is a complete... With what this, this every, every single film like this is, which means basically it will be a franchise. <laughs> it should be. Because if it, if it makes its money back, but boy, it's expensive. Yeah, I'm going to say once again, it's better than dreadful. It's good, bad. I'd see it on a matinee when it comes on cable. I'll watch it again. I might appreciate it more, but boy, it's really got dumb dialogue and a great and a and a great King Kong. That's I'll say. It. But it's a covert operation. Yes, they they're using underhanded means in order to get the scientists there to do what they really really want to do. Yes. How do so you pair our that? covert mission? We're going to pair covert wine. It's called covert. <laughs> it's called covert wine. C O V E R T um, from Napa Valley. It's the result of a collaboration of three different families: the Nicholson family, the um, Nestor family, and then a French uh, winemaker that has now bec- that has now moved to California. He actually worked with Philippe Melka, who we love. Big and, time. That's um, big time. For, for quite a while and has um, now, he's kind of a rising star of Napa Valley. His name is Julian Fayard with his wife, Elon. Um, they have gone in to create Covert. They work on several different um, brands. He's he's consulting for several different wineries in, in Napa Valley. Um, but this is kind of his, one of his first um, that he is part owner of. And I love this wine. It's um, it's Their estate is based in Coombsville. Their whole goal is to create a, a wine that... Um, has definitely a sense of place and and tells the story of the land while being very respectful of the land, which again I kind of have to say. So was King Kong, um, very respectful, very of the respectful land. of his land and his people, and big um, enough to take care of business. And um, the the covert red that they have is um, Cabernet Franc dominant. It's a, a Bordeaux blend. I'm not 
100% sure of the actual blend, but um, Cabernet Franc is one of the the mm-hmm. leading varieties in it, which you know I also love because I'm a such Cab a big right bank Bordeaux fan and a cheese fan and a cheese fan. I I can't help it. Um, but but kind of one of the things, like I said, that I really do love, and especially as these new wineries are coming online in in Napa Valley because it is such a a highly respected region. Um, to see the focus on farming in a very sustainable way and making wine in a very green way and and taking care of the land, um, making that as much of a priority as just the production of, of good wine. I just have to applaud and really appreciate and, and yeah. also kind of um, just makes me want to celebrate wines like this as much as we can and and it's a really great wine you can um it's available through allocation it's very very small production right now um as they're they're still very young um but you can get it through um allocation via their website and and it's exciting and and it's exciting to see kind of what both coombsville as a relatively new ava in napa valley it's um one of the most southern parts of the valley. It's one of the coolest parts of the valley. We've had several wines. Um, our Roca friends are have a vineyard in Coombsville, Italics, that we've um, talked about before on the There's show. There's some good juice coming There's out of There's some there. really interesting, really special wines that are being produced from from fruit grown down in Coombsville. So, it's, so they're all about having a minimal footprint. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of Kong. Yes. Although, overall, you, you could live there and not even know that Kong's there yes. unless you're going to mess it up. Which is actually goes into the second meaning with if covert is a noun, it actually means a thicket in which game can hide. <gasps> There's a lot of game on this island. <laughs> There's a lot of game on this There's island. There's a lot of big game on this island. <laughs> so, yes, Kong could, could hide so in the covert. So, there's a water buffalo <laughs> that hides. In the water. As and, it looks like a mountain. Yeah, you can walk on them. Yeah. And, how covert it's, it's it's amazing it's amazing and and you know it's it's it is it's a silly it's a very silly movie but um it's not a silly wine though but it's a, a stunning a really really special wine and and something that is as we continue to see what julian and and elon do it's it's going to be really fun to, to well, watch their careers grow over the well, next i think these are good parents this week listen we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep your sights low on king kong and then i don't care how <laughs> don't have fun i don't care how high Make your sure sights you go are place where you can have a glass of wine though yes <laughs> i don't care how high your sights are on beauty and the beast put them as high as you want yeah. just go and let go and enjoy that absolutely fabulous movie. Next week on Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, uh, more new films, including a discussion on Hugh Jackman and the best of the Wolverine movies. This one is a big hit. It's been out a while. We're just catching up to it. It's called Logan. And we're going to do another one next week, aren't we going to do? Well, we'll do a little on Train Spotting 2. Yes. And hopefully pick up to. maybe one more film. But uh, but Train Spotting 2 will be big. Yeah. Because Danny Boyle directed it, yeah. who did the original. We love Danny Boyle. Yes, we do. And we love Ewan McGregor. Makes great films. And those so. are, and I expect it to be really difficult. Yeah. 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 Um, which is kind of interesting. I'm going off on a little tangent, but, you know, some better than. Dreadful films for March. Get Out, the horror film, Logan. Yeah. Um, now Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully some more. We're not used to having a February and a March like this. Yeah. This is so rare. It's good. And maybe the industry's changing mm-hmm. and spreading it out more than just at the end of the year. But yeah, we're, we're seeing really good films early. Um, for more on any of the wines or films we talked about today, check out our blog on cogillconsulting.com. 
And be sure to follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill. To see what we're drinking now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas and Court. And with that, I'm Gary Cogill. And as usual, I'm looking for the next great film. I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine. Join us next time on Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing.